What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got another good one for you today as I will be joined by co-host Wes Goldberg in just a minute. He was at the Draymond Green jersey retirement at Michigan State yesterday. Got a ton of stories about that. And then we're going to look ahead to tonight's game against Charlotte, where the Warriors will actually have some healthy bodies returning and maybe even double digits on the bench. First time all year. It's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Another good one for you today. As I mentioned, Wes Goldberg will be joining us in just a minute. He was at Draymond Green's jersey retirement at Michigan State, uh, which looked like just an awesome event overall. And pretty cool to see Draymond get emotional the way he did uh, when his jersey was getting getting raised to the rafters. And then we're also going to look at tonight's game against Charlotte, where Draymond will be playing. So will D'Angelo Russell. The Warriors will actually have 11 active players for maybe the second time all year. I know they had 10 a couple times. I can't remember if they've had 11. So getting getting healthy. <laughs> getting healthy. And also kind of looks good for Wes's uh, prediction that they could get the win tonight. But before we bring him in, just a heads up, he is on the road. So the audio quality is not the best, but uh, we appreciate him joining us with the crazy travel of a beat reporter. So you were at Michigan State last night and there for the Draymond Green jersey retirement. And I definitely have some questions and, and things like that, but I mean, I just want to hand it off to you and just hear about what's, what seemed like an awesome event, a, a pretty cool experience. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because the more and more I talk to people, the more and more I realize how much Draymond Green pretty much planned the entire thing, which was pretty rare. Um, they actually got in his ear, Michigan State did, about finding a time to do this whole ceremony, to officially retire his jersey, and they left it up to him, like, hey, look at your schedule and figure out what works. So they went back and forth, and he picked this road trip before the season started and uh, ended up kind of putting together the guest list and putting together sort of how the ceremony was going to take place. And, uh, you know, he kind of had to plan his own birthday party, so to speak. So it was pretty interesting to see how everything was rolled out. Uh, you know, Michigan State did end up, uh, you know, doing the whole Breslin Center with uh, a bunch of, like, Draymond Green, uh, like, memoriums and things like that all around. Memoriam is not the right word because he's not dead, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was, so they, they really, like, rolled out the red carpet for him, um, and, and he seemed really excited, really, and also pretty nervous. I actually talked with Bob Myers um, before the entire ceremony, who flew out from California for the event, and he said he hasn't seen Bob uh, he hasn't seen Draymond Green this nervous ever. Not even, he said he, he's more nervous today than he was even in the NBA Finals. So I thought that was pretty interesting, but it, it, it seems to turn out to be a pretty good night for him. 
That's pretty hilarious that he was the one who planned it all. You definitely weren't uh, hearing that, but I mean, that's that's great. And it was a great event just from you know the clips I had seen and the fact that, you know, it, it's rare that guys stay four years in college now. You know, guys are basically there for four months and then go get drafted. And uh, you can really see how much Draymond loves Michigan State and him getting emotional was a surprise to me also just because we haven't seen him get emotional in that way uh, that I can ever remember. His emotions usually come out and screaming and yelling. Um, but to see him, like, get teary-eyed when talking about, you know, raising his jersey to the rafters was was pretty cool because you just you don't see that from him. And it just it, it exemplifies how much it meant to him and how much Michigan State means to him. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know if, like, UCF put, the, put like, my name on the journalism college. I mean, <laughs> I would react the way he did. I mean, he is it, – it's it's pretty incredible how ingrained Michigan State is into his identity. And, look, I get it. Like, he grew up a Michigan State fan, right? Like, he grew up loving the Flintstones, you know, the three guys from Flint, Michigan, near yep. from, you know, that, that town near Saginaw. And his aunt obviously played basketball at Michigan State. So it's growing up watching your favorite team and becoming part of your favorite team and then getting your name raised in the rafters alongside some of your favorite players um, that you've watched growing up. I mean, he didn't watch Magic Johnson growing up, but, he, you know, he, he has early memories of Steve Smith. He obviously remembers guys, you know, like Jason Richardson and all those other guys, you know. It, it, it it did sort of feel like once he saw it there, it did sort of all hit him in that one moment. And I was I was pretty taken aback too by how emotional he got because I didn't think it would be that way. I know um, he he did everything he could to keep those emotions from coming out, which is kind of funny. I mean, he, he got to the arena early. Like this is kind of like me getting to an airport early because I'm nervous about missing a flight. Like he got to the airport, he got not to the airport. He got to the arena early to get in a workout. Just randomly, just like decided to get in a routine workout. Yeah. He had a meeting with his brand team in the afternoon. He decided to do it at the arena. So he just he didn't want to like walk into the arena raw, like right before the ceremony. He wanted to sort of get his bearings. And even after having done all of that, he still had to basically stop in the middle of his speech to gather himself. Yeah, I mean, it was that's funny you mentioned the workout because yeah, D'Angelo Russell posted a video uh, just like saying what's up, but it looked like they were in the in the in the weight room getting getting a quick lift or something. So that's pretty funny. Um, Denzel Valentine, Jaron Jackson Jr. were there. I know there was also a game to be played, so maybe it wasn't just for Draymond's uh, jersey retirement. But I thought that was pretty cool too to see a couple guys. Yeah, I actually thought I, I actually I, I I caught up with Jaron Jackson um, off the court. And uh, he was really, really excited just to be there. He was definitely there for Draymond Green. He, uh, like, Green considers, like, Draymond Green uh, has mentored Jaron Jackson for quite a while. And, and, you know, there's a lot of love there, you can tell. But it's kind of funny that the one time that they've played so far this season, he basically, he, not basically, he shut down Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> like, no, zero points. Had one of his worst games of his, you know, young career. Um, and then even after that, no bitterness, nothing like that. Just, yeah. uh, you know, I, I talked to Jaron for a little bit. And he was just like over the moon to be there. It's pretty cool. That is cool, and I mean, it's it just it speaks to him being like an ambassador of Michigan State. Just like he he's what yeah. comes to mind when you bring up Michigan State, and then also uh, you know Steve Kerr, Bob Myers, Joe Lacob, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Zaza Clay, 
Uh, I was I was glad he mentioned that Steph, you know, was busy because Steph was, you know, the main guy I thought would be there, but obviously had some sort of prior commitment. Uh, just a great showing and kind of a cool event. Just in your own experience, how, how, how cool was it to be there and just be a part of, of an event like that? It was really, it was, I've never done anything like that. Um, I've never attended a jersey retirement ceremony. And I think of the big ones that have happened over the years. I'm thinking about like the NBA ones, obviously, like Kobe Bryant, last year, Chris Bosch. Um, but, I mean, you mentioned it before, the fact that Draymond was there for four years and, and has so many records and was able to accomplish, you know, multiple things. It sort of had the sense of, of an NBA jersey retirement just because of the, the legacy he was able to establish there because he was there so long. Um, I, it was cool because we I actually got to be on the court for the entire event. So I was basically right in front of him when, when he was doing everything. Uh, and the Michigan State Arena is, 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 like, newly renovated, really nice. So, I don't know. It was, just, it was really neat just to talk with everybody, like, to talk with, Bob and Joe Lake uh, and Steve Kerr and, and you know to see Clay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell there was really cool. I actually want to ask what you thought about um, the fact that D'Angelo Russell did make the trip. I know he, he was injured prior. He's probably going to play for the first time tonight in Charlotte in, in quite a while. But um, D'Angelo Russell making the trip out there and making it you know and taking it upon himself to get out there, it kind of throws a wrench in this whole like the Warriors are definitely trading D'Angelo Russell thing, or maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't know. Well, no, I, I, I know what you, what you mean and what you're saying. I mean, look, it depends on, we all take social media with a grain of salt, but like seeing some of the stuff he posts where I think he posted some pictures of him and Steph and talking about learning from greatness and being with the goat. And then yeah, him making the trip to, to Draymond's Jersey retirement. Uh, it just speaks to, it, at least through what they're showing us, it speaks to their relationship and how well it's it's working with them. And I think we've talked about it before. Is the best case scenario for the Warriors is that it works with D'Angelo Russell? That this twenty-three-year-old is the you know next piece in the dynasty. Whether that's the case or not, you know, we'll see. And you know, whether he gets traded or not, we'll see. But it just speaks to the fact that he's he's not just showing up like, oh, well, I'll be traded soon, whatever. Like it's all good. And the Warriors aren't treating it that way either. I agree with you. I was yeah. like, be there, but I think it's awesome. Yeah, and I saw him like walking around in the hallways and stuff, and it's just it wasn't just like a for show Instagram thing. That he was like D'Angelo couldn't get enough of this event. He was, and let's keep in mind, he went to Ohio State. Now he didn't go to yeah. Ohio State for four years, like Draymond went to Michigan State for four years. But he's proud of his Ohio State the, the year he spent there, um, and like he. He was probably the most excited of – it was probably either him or Steve Kerr, I would say, were probably the <laughs> most excited just to be there. Steve Kerr, I haven't seen him smile like that all season long. Uh, he couldn't – like, he couldn't wipe away the grin off his face. But um, it was it, it was pretty – like, I was I – was I wasn't shocked by Steve Kerr, but I was shocked by, it, like, how much D'Angelo Russell was getting out of this because he barely even knows Draymond Green. I mean, they just started right. playing together. And they haven't really played on the court a whole lot together. Um, so for him to, to, you know, embrace it the way he did was pretty cool. It also speaks to something, you know, Warriors fans and uh, Warriors themselves, kind of like 
You know, they feel Steph doesn't get the respect he deserves and Draymond at times doesn't get the respect they deserve because some players will bash them. It's, it's kind of odd uh, some of the reaction that they get from other NBA players. But also seeing the way D'Angelo Russell has responded, it also reminds you that there are people out there that look at them as, you know, great in this league and having won MVPs and championships and defensive players of the years and stuff like that, that, you know, they still, I guess, look up to them. You know, I don't know if that's the exact right term, but there's a reverence for these guys still in the NBA. Yeah, and, and you know, kind of this, this jersey retirement ceremony kind of lays the groundwork for guys like Joe Lakeup and Bob Myers, too, to figure out how they want to handle it when they're eventually going to retire Draymond Green's jersey and when they want to retire Clay Thompson's jersey and Stephen Curry's jersey. Like, Clay Thompson's going to get his jersey retired at Washington State in, in January, and I'm sure they're going to make a trip to get out there, too. Um, yeah. So it's kind of funny that they're able to see all of this now, and it kind of foreshadows exactly what's going to happen um, at some point in the NBA. Just don't let Clay play on his own. That's all. That's all I, I uh, right. can suggest. It'll just so be him walking out with the dog by himself. Be, no, there'll be some kegs. There'll be like, yeah, seriously. Have some like natty light kegs out there. <laughs> that one would pretty, be pretty fun. I might have to make that trip too. He's he's upgraded to like Michelob Ultra at this point now that he signed his max deal. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of D'Angelo Russell and Draymond, they're both active tonight for the first time in, I think, what, it's been nine games for D'Angelo Russell. The Warriors are actually going to have 11 players active, so I want to talk about that in just a minute. Wes, you are currently on the road. You are going to be missing tonight's game, uh, literally on the road, but they are still taking on Charlotte tonight, and Draymond Green and D'Angelo Russell are both going to be active, giving them 11 players for, I think, the first time since opening night. Um, you also predicted that this would be a win, and it's starting to look pretty yeah. good on, on your end there. Um, what? Who, whose time is going to get cut with Draymond and, and D'Angelo Russell being back? Well, before we get to that, I just want to say I'm glad you brought up the, uh, the fact that I guarantee to win tonight. And I'm guaranteeing it. Again, Like, take listeners, take all of your money. Put it on the Warriors tonight. Just take all of it. Put it on the Warriors. I'm one and zero. And I got a good track record. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, I think with Draymond Green back, it'll be interesting because in the last in, on Monday night when when Kevon Looney returned, Steve Kerr opted to start Kevon Looney next to Willie Cauley Stein, two bigs, right? And I think they want Looney to play some four this season, regardless. But he didn't look all that sharp when he was out there, and that's understandably so, right? But I, I would imagine Draymond would then start next to Willie Cauley-Stein, and then you're able to bring Kevon Looney off the bench and just, you know, kind of load manage him a little bit more. He probably won't play any more than 15 minutes against Charlotte, but uh, it'll maybe be off the bench as opposed to being a starter. They could just – we could see Willie Cauley-Stein's minutes get um, – you know, chewed into a little bit. He hasn't been all that impressive. We talked about that earlier in the week. So maybe with Kevon Looney coming back and Draymond Green being involved, if you're not going to take minutes away from Eric Castle, it makes sense that you would take minutes away from Willie Cauley-Stein. By the way, I don't think it's because Willie Cauley-Stein necessarily has been playing poorly. I, I don't think that they ever really um, envisioned him playing as much as he did this year. You think about the way that they used to roll out JaVale McGee 
JaVale McGee wasn't logging as many minutes as Willie, uh, as Willie Cauley-Stein is now. It's just they have to because they don't have they, they hadn't had many centers involved. So I could see his minutes getting cut into. And then when D'Angelo Russell comes back, the obvious one is Jordan Poole. I think Kai Bowman is still going to play a whole bunch. He'll be your start, you know, he'll be your main point guard off the bench. Um, but now you're able to afford uh, to give Jordan Poole a little bit more rest, take some minutes away from him, and uh, we'll probably see that trend going forward as you get guys like Jacob Evans and Damian Lee back as well. So, for my own, there's so many injuries I forget. Uh, Jacob Evans potentially could be active. Uh, for Chicago, correct? That's right. Okay, so he's he's right around the corner. More, you know, random players coming back. Uh, but with D'Angelo Russell coming back, like, that's that's why, look, I was upset about the Hawks' loss, mostly because it was a 25-point loss. But I was also okay with it because of the fact that you're once you start getting these good players back, there's games you're going to be able to win, and tonight is one of them. Now, it'll be interesting to see if there's any rust from D'Angelo Russell or anything like that. But I agree with you. Kai Bowman should not lose any of his minutes. And Jordan Poole, like, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's a DNP, except for the fact that they just need bodies at this point. So, I don't yeah, think they still not, have it won't, bo- be a, it won't be a DNP right away, but we, like, I maybe we're getting there, right? You're starting to lay the groundwork of D'Angelo Russell comes back, we take away some more minutes. Uh, Jacob Evans comes back, take away some more minutes. And uh, so it could just go in that direction. I don't know if he'll be at DNP completely ever when he's uh, at the NBA level, but in lieu of doing a DNP, maybe when they get healthier, you start sending them down to the G League. So as far as starters go, you think it would be what? D'Angelo Russell... Alec Burks, Robinson, then obviously Draymond and, and Collie Stein. It could be that we could even we could even see D'Angelo Russell, Glenn Robinson, Eric Pascal, uh-huh. Draymond Green, Willie Collie Stein, or instead of Willie Collie Stein, potentially even Kevon Looney. Like, yeah, it it would not shock me if because Steve Kerr really doesn't have a reason to stick with the starting lineup or even any real positions. Exactly. He may just try to roll out a, a completely new group just to see if something clicks early on in the game. It wouldn't shock me if he got kind of weird with, with a lineup like that. That's a good point. I was going to say he's been inconsistent with his starting lineup, but that uh, it's not inconsistent. He's just trying to find something. It's just he's he's still right. trying to find whatever works. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Wouldn't be surprised if it's something different, something we haven't seen. Uh, I mean, look, as far as a uh, – a Warriors game goes this year. Charlotte's a good matchup. We'll see what happens. Uh, one thing that did happen recently, though, is Warriors are starting to get their national TV games flexed off of national TV. And I can't argue with it. I can't do anything but say thank you <laughs> because it has been brutal having them be on national TV uh, for you know the, the entirety of this you know first quarter of the season. Yeah, I'm surprised it almost took this long. I don't know if there was some sort of deadline they had to wait for in order to start flexing games out. Uh, they're not going to lose the Christmas game, I guess, but um, we also haven't seen any of these games get flexed out that are, you know, as late as December 25th. So not saying that it's going to happen, but, um, you know, we got two games flexed out. We could see more this season. We probably will see more this season as, yeah. as we kind of uh, yeah. get through the months. And that's a good point with the Christmas game. I do think they'll leave the Christmas game just out of goodwill for the Warriors. 
Um, Even though I don't know if players actually prefer to play on Christmas or not, but for the organization, I think it's a good thing. Well, Wes, we'll be talking much more before Christmas, and I don't know. We might have to cancel our Christmas pod. We'll we'll see. But uh, safe travels, my man. We will talk to you, uh, I guess, Friday, uh, since you are missing the the, the return of D'Angelo Russell and the the guaranteed win against the Charlotte – I keep wanting to call them the Bobcats. I can't help but call them the Bobcats. What's the difference? Good point. (laughs) Good point. The Charlotte Charlottes. So uh, we'll talk to you later, man, and uh, safe travels. Appreciate it. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.